This is Betsy Jensen, and you are listening to Unstoppable Body and Mind, episode 98, What If It's Not? In this podcast, we learn to upgrade our brain and understand the power of our thoughts to heal and to create the results we want in our life. Become the person in control of your healing and make peace with your life. Become Unstoppable Body and Mind. Hello, my loves. We're going to talk about questioning everything today. But first, I wanted to introduce that I'm going to do a mind movie workshop next month, which is July 2022, if you're listening to this when the podcast comes out. So actually starting next week, that is already July, and I'm going to take you through four weeks of a workshop style format making a mind movie. If you've read Joe Dispenza's Becoming Supernatural, he talks about mind movies, which are basically like vision boards, but with video and audio. So you'll pick a song that you really like, you'll get all of the pictures, we'll actually have time during the workshop to put it all together and work on it together so that by the end of four weeks, you have your own mind movie that you can watch for creating the results that you want in your life with ease. It's gonna be just $19. So it's gonna be a really fun opportunity to create something that will serve you in the future. So today, the question, what if it's not? It's a question, not only if you have chronic pain and you're wondering if your pain is neuroplastic or not, but just in general, I was at a coaching retreat this weekend where I heard a lot of coaching from a high-level coach, and I heard a lot of millionaires and people, entrepreneurs working on their business at all levels getting coached. And you could really see the brain's negativity bias. By that, I mean, it's just a survival instinct that we have as humans for our brain to look for the negative. When we're in survival states, especially, that is what we do. We're always on guard, hypervigilant, looking for what could go wrong. We kind of pride ourselves in it sometimes. You know, we're thinking about all the possible things that could go wrong and kind of feel secure, kind of feels like you're preparing somehow or that you're um, doing something. But it's, it's, all a facade. (laughs) It really is. I mean, it does help, right, for survival mode. But if you're listening to this podcast, you probably want to get out of survival mode, out of the primitive brain's way of thinking, out of the subconscious and automatic thinking of the brain, and use your prefrontal cortex on purpose. Decide things with the rational part of your brain. We are also able to train our brains to see things differently. And that has been shown with gratitude journals. When people just write down three things per day that they're grateful for, then they start to see their whole world in a different context of gratitude. And that results in feeling better overall and happiness. So it's worth questioning everything. It's worth doing this work. And it doesn't have to be hard work. It's just this thought work. It's just opening your mind and expanding your thoughts. 
Sometimes it can be as simple as the direct opposite of the thing that you're worried about. So most of us, when we are trying to accomplish something new or evolve or put ourselves out there and be vulnerable, say that we're applying for a job or we're trying to grow our business, um, reaching out to people, and we worry that it won't go well. But what if it does go well? What if it's not going to be hard? What if it's not going to cost you all of your effort? What if you're not going to potentially lose everything? So many people got coached about expanding themselves and potentially losing everything. And Brooke would say, but what if you don't? And our brain sometimes doesn't even want to go there. It doesn't even want to believe that. But my gosh, you guys, believing that is so important if you want to achieve it in the easiest possible way. It starts with this thought work and belief work, and then you can align things more energetically instead of pushing yourself and beating yourself up along the way. So what we want to do is just question everything. What if the thing that you're most worried about doesn't happen? What if you do get out of pain? What if you're not in pain the rest of your life? What if you are able to achieve the financial independence you want while you're helping people and working in a way that supports your nervous system and not burning out? What if that is possible? And here's the thing, you guys, a lot of times we don't even realize that we have this negativity bias or that our brain expects certain things. We just think that we're looking around reality. We've been a human on the earth. We have observed things. So we just know what's going to happen. And here's where I see it a lot with chronic pain. I hear people all of the time as they're exercising, as they're lifting up furniture, whatever they're doing, saying, oh, I'm going to be so sore tomorrow. I heard just the other day, someone saying, I need seven hours of sleep. If I get five hours of sleep, I know I'm going to be pretty groggy. If I get three hours, I won't even know my name. I mean, he had it exactly where he knew how he would function, how he would feel, and even his mental capacity based on how many hours of sleep he would get. I hear it with people who see pollen in the air and they say, my allergies are going to be so bad tonight. They're eating a food and they say, oh, I'm going to really regret this later. Oh, sugar really is, I'm going to be so sore tomorrow. I'm drinking this drink. I'm going to wake up and feel this certain way. It sounds logical, right? We all speak like this, but just start to question everything. Maybe it's not going to be that way. What if it's not? What you start to see as you become the observer is that your stress level, your nervous system state, if it's regulated or not, actually has more to do with how your body feels than the food you eat or the activities you do or the strength you have or don't have. But it's contrary to what you have believed for so long. So just realize that part of your brain, the reticular activating system is actually designed to specifically look for and find the things from reality that you believe, bring them to your attention. That's what you see. And to actually disregard those things that don't fit your pattern. So say that one time you did get four hours of sleep, but for some reason you were really excited and you were able to function 
but your brain quickly forgets that if it even notices that at all. It doesn't fit the pattern. So it's like, it's not even real to it. You know, your brain can only take in so much information at once. And it would be overwhelming if you heard all of the conversations of all the people in the room, you have to specify to what is important to you. And that's what the reticular activating system is constantly helping you do. But unfortunately, that keeps you living in these blinders because you are going through life, um, basically proving what you already think is true. An example that happened to me just this weekend was I overheard some coaches talking about how horrible the pillows were and how they slept poorly the first night. And one of them said, yes, I just know I'm going to get a horrible night's sleep tonight. And she was complaining about it. And so me being the loving, kind person that I am, trying to say this in the kindest possible way, I did want to challenge her thoughts. And fortunately, coaches are pretty receptive to this kind of thing. So I said, hey, you know, in my work, I see this a lot where we, we actually predict things. And I gave her the example of Pavlov's dogs that we create changes in our bodies just by this conditioning and things that we believe. So I said, it's possible that you having that belief will actually cause that to become a reality. But what if it's possible that it doesn't go that way? And she was awesome. She was so receptive. Fortunately, she didn't think I was a jerk by saying that. And we talked just a few minutes more. And I said, just see what you think. It's possible. And she said, no, I will have a good night's sleep. So she was actually, you know, pretty determined. Um, but you don't even have to get to that level of certainty, even just saying it's possible that it won't go that way. You'll be surprised what happens. I promise. Especially if you have a playful, fun attitude about it and not a lot of force and scarcity. So I met her the next day and guess what? She had a great night's sleep. She was so happy. So you guys, no matter anything that's happened up to this point, how many times it's happened, there's a possibility that it could go differently. It's possible. Within the, all the realms of possibility, it could be. Now, if you have a lot of resistance, say I remember someone that I was coaching that was very, very sure that when she would eat croissants, she would get reflux. And she said, don't argue with me on this. I know every time I eat a croissant, I get reflux. So, you know, if someone is that determined and at that stage of the game, I mean, it is hard to know. I would assume there's a lot of that Pavlovian response going on. But she could also be eating croissants at a time of stress and the emotion of stress, you know, does create digestional problems. And so maybe it's a comfort food that she eats, you know, during certain emotional times and the reflux is because of the emotion, not the croissant. But my whole point is I'll never know that she'll never know that for sure. And it's not worth arguing about. So you may notice that it's very easy to challenge your thoughts in some areas. For that coach, it was very easy to challenge her thought that she would get a horrible night's sleep. She loved that idea. It felt good to her to challenge that thought. For me, I have this thing about broccoli. <laughs> you might have heard me talk about it on other podcasts, but of all of the foods I'm able to eat now, everything that I want 
And I don't fear any kind of reaction with my body other than broccoli. And it's because I had a very severe time that, you know, I was very, very sick and I tied it to some raw broccoli salad that I ate. And I've really just never been able to eat raw broccoli again, only cooked. And the thought of me forcing myself to eat some raw broccoli with, um, you know, the thought, oh, maybe it won't happen. Like that just feels stupid (laughs) to me. It feels like a lot of pressure. It doesn't feel fun. It doesn't feel playful. So just notice that you may tend our, as humans, we tend to want to go to the biggest thing. Okay. This is the biggest problem that I have. I want to solve this. What if this is not, but you have so much going on around that, you know, if it's 10 years of back pain with sitting or something like that, you know, just you'll know by how it feels in your body. If it's something that feels like a lot of resistance to challenge, or it feels kind of fun and playful to challenge. So start with the things that are less serious, things that feel fun, like a science experiment, things that feel like man, I'm just like noticing these new things in the world. Oh my gosh, I'm surprised by, you know, how amazing my brain has been fooling me for so long. And this is just possible. This is amazing versus, um, you know, hey, the biggest thing I have is to fix this. So if I can just think hard enough and, oh, I didn't do it. I guess I'm not good. You know, that's, that's going to be the harder route to go. But what some high achieving perfectionists people with chronic pain may tend to go to. So that's the one caveat is just notice how it feels in your body, do it with a playful attitude and start questioning everything. It could be things with pain, how you feel, or it could be other thoughts that are limiting beliefs for you as far as your capacity to make money or your ability to be a good mom or your ability to handle whatever situation comes up, whatever you're afraid of. What if it's not? What if it's not that way? I've been playing around with this with delayed onset muscle soreness. So when you get sore after working out, because a lot of people say, well, that's just a normal thing that happens when you work out. But I have to say, I hardly ever get sore after working out anymore. But I do notice there are times, like if I'm doing a lot of leg lifts and I'm like really feeling that muscle burn, that subconsciously I'm starting to notice that I have this thought of like, oh, I'm gonna feel this tomorrow. So I think in my personal opinion, that's probably what's creating that soreness the next day rather than the lactic acid buildup, because I just feel so much less of it now that I've started to question everything. Question everything, my friends. If you're ready to take your evolution to the next level with healing, with processing emotions, with regulating your nervous system and just showing up as the person you wanna be more and more in your life, then come join me and my community at Alignment Academy. This amazing value will give you modules, workbooks, resources, coaching every week, written coaching and community support. So if this is calling to you, check out the link in the show notes for Alignment Academy. All right, you guys have a great week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you learned a little bit about your brain today that helps you in your life like it helped me. Please be sure and subscribe and leave a review. And of course, be sure and share this podcast with someone you know that wants an unstoppable body and mind.